Welcome to Dunn and Drew, where we always provide you with a happy ending. No NDA needed. Mm. On today's podcast, we are going to get into Eric's 15-hour yes. U-Haul drive from... Oh, budget. Budget, my bad. We're Shout boycotting out. U-Haul. Boycotting U-Haul for some reason. We'll tell you why. Uh, budget, better gas mileage? Well, we'll tell you. All right. Well, we'll tell you. Uh, we'll tell you. Well, we're dropping our sponsor. Yes, we're dropping our sponsor. We'll tell, we'll tell you why. Um, uh, Deshaun Watson, Tyreek Hill's comments about Tua. <laughs> mm. uh, and then we're going to break down two new NFL teams, win-loss record, uh, and review our NBA bets for the mm. NBA Finals. Looking forward to that. Game six is on the horizon. Um, and Oh, don't forget the Stanley Cup Finals. <laughs> and a bunch of other things. Stick, stay tuned. Why I stuttered? Why you hate the snooze button? We're both drinking brown. Liquor. I have a so done and Drew. huge announcement to make. You're back. I'm back. <laughs> Damn, I spoiled it. You did. I am uh, half a bottle of JMO deep. Jesus, been drinking for about three hours straight. Feel like my old self. Do I feel like a disgusting piece of shit? Absolutely. That's what made Dun and Drew happen in the first place. Welcome. We are back. It's been two weeks, guys. Last episode. Was the last episode as roommates, and since then it's been quite a ride. You know, it hasn't been too stressful or anything like that. It's just a lot. You know, moving is a lot. Especially before, before you get into your trip and your first week um, living us, our first week living apart. Uh, Want to say that Dun and Drew is brought to you by Patreon. Our Patreon, Patreon.com/slash Dun and Drew. If you join, you get access to our Discord, which is always wild and out, better than Twitter. High key. Mm. Uh, and this week we, you know, we, we normally do just stupid stuff on Patreon, you know, uh, games or dirty, you know, I don't know. Last week, last time we did what mumble, mumblebee return, porn, we did some we did porn, gay porn, uh, porn, yes. gay porn, yes. yeah. gay porn segment. Happy pride, happy pride. And, but this week we're, we're doing a 180. We are having on our friend who is manages a bank who gives out home loans and deals with mortgages and such. We're going to ask him about, we're basically going to give you the how to buy your first house for dummies. Uh, that's what you're going to get on Patreon this week. Uh, we have people uh, in our Patreon asking questions. Any question, no question is a dumb question. The only dumb question is one you don't ask. Mm. It's a good one, right? It's true. Uh, so we're going to tackle the home buying. Uh, the recession may be coming. Home prices may be leveling out. So if you're thinking about buying a house uh, and you're ready, uh, this would be good to attend. This would be good to listen to. It's going to drop Thursday night. So patreon.com slash Dun and Drew. Patreon seminar. Yeah, we're, said. we're trying We're trying to, uh, a lot of you graduating college by now at least, and you're at this, this phase of your life. So we want to provide you with uh, the means to better your God. financial future. Here he goes. Walter, of course. <laughs> Walter, every time we start a podcast, he has to dig into his toys and 
find out what's the most annoying way. <laughs> oh, he's laying down. Let's go. That's a dub. He said, ain't no toy I want to fuck with right now. So start with uh, you uh, flying up to Ohio and then driving a budget truck down to Jacksonville. How was that drive in a budget truck? 15 hours. I'll start why I'm boycotting U-Haul. Well, I... Oh, that's a real thing. Yeah, I DM'd, you know, I try to get free shit as oh. in any opportunity I can because it works sometimes. And I DM'd U-Haul and I said, hey, doing this move, love to do, a, you know, a collaboration. We got a reply. Even got an email back saying, we'd love to be part of your adventure from a person that works at the U-Haul headquarters in Phoenix, Arizona. And... Never heard from them again. We'd love to be part of your adventure. What's your credit card info? <laughs> we were ghosted in the email after they said all of that. So we went to budget, which budget's a better deal anyway. You get unlimited mileage. U-Haul, they didn't have that option. And um, we ended up, you know, it was, it was a good experience. You know, we, we got the, the budget truck in Cleveland and drove it down. So this was my first time ever moving. And driving a moving truck. Did I don't you, think I drove it when we moved out of Daytona. Did and you pick it up or drop it off in any weird places? No, we picked it up in Cleveland. Um, it was, uh, it, was, it wasn't sketchy at all. Was, you know, right across from a, a shopping area. And we dropped it off down in Phillips Highway here in Jacksonville. Because these days, these those companies, they don't want to pay to own or lease a building that holds the... Uh, offices of the truck. So what they'll do is they'll take like a random ass business and say, Hey, can you guys r provide the keys to these people that rent the trucks online? Uh, and they save a lot of money doing that. So I picked up and dropped off U-Hauls at the most random places really? imaginable. Yeah. Uh, when we picked it up in Cleveland, we we actually picked it up from a self storage company. Oh, okay. yeah. So, but here in Jacksonville, it was actually a budget, um, location like they had a parking lot full of budget trucks so but this was probably you know you guys remember the worst trip ever that i talked about with the uh um, oh, yes uh, penn state penn state game to cincinnati for jags this is up there because i drove this truck by myself my girlfriend and her roommate drove her own car down so i was in this tight little moving truck you know they they have the whole cargo behind the seat so you can't move it back too much so whatever space is allotted there that's all you get so me being as tall as i am as wide as i am six five uh it was five inch waist a very 35 wow thank you it's 43 uh it was a very uncomfortable experience and tomato I, my busy i found this out when because we took it we got it from cleveland because we had to pick some shit up from her mom's house at first Whoa. okay you're going to cleveland again never mind which was two hours away from columbus where she lives so we had to pick this thing up in cleveland first so that that was my first experience driving the truck back for two hours the the thing i will say this truck had amazing gas mileage all right that's see you said that i don't believe it i drove it two hours and I was barely past the F. I didn't understand how or why. I only filled this truck up twice, and I didn't even need to fill it up as much as I did the second fill up because it was doing amazing. Like I drove seven hours, and I wasn't on E yet. 
seven hours in a moving truck and I was not on that's feet. actually that's actually crazy yeah that was it was wild but if but it physically cannot have good gas mileage but it's crazy <laughs> that that's the case that yeah so happened. let me tell you about the trip we started in Columbus the next state was West Virginia and I was leading Man, uh, in front mama. of the the car at first so I had a different route so two cars two yeah, cars two different cars I was ahead at first uh, they wanted to follow behind me just so to make sure I was good and didn't you know drive off the cliff or something. So, Were you thinking about it? And I was, you know, I'm a slower vehicle, so it would obviously be harder for me to keep up with the Kia, which it was towards the end of the trip because they said, fuck this, we're getting tired of this drive, we got to go ahead of you. But my GPS was going around toll roads. So I gave Andy my uh, ETA to Jacksonville, and he saw I was in like these, what did it look like in the map? When you texted me that. You Mountains? Said, I don't know. Well, I said, well, are you in West Virginia? How's West Virginia? But you were in West Virginia. You said lost. You're like, oh, you yeah, lost? yeah. I said, you lost? <laughs> so it must have looked like I was in I some, said, why you lost? Like middle of the woods or some shit. And I was because the GPS took me through these back roads in West Virginia. You know, these little farm roads winding through the mountains and shit. Where cotton there's, fields? Where there's forks in the road. Not cotton fields. It's just... It's just mountain mountain roads, mountain neighborhood. You know, the type of neighborhood where you drive through and you're like, you are miles from any civilization. Why would you live here? And that's my thought too. Driving through that in a moving truck was traumatic for me. And I uh, got to a fork in the road at one point and I took the wrong way. But I realized that quickly because I was on the phone with uh, John A. So she was like, you, you, you went the wrong way. So. I had to back this thing up in this tiny little road, beep, almost hit a beep, stop sign. Beep. So that was the first bad experience there. And then we got to Savannah, Georgia after it was just my knees were in shambles. I had a headache. It was a bad, Bro, it was just a headaches, terrible drive. Headaches while driving are the worst. My neck kinks up every time I try to check my blind spot. My neck is like, nope. So I just eventually just start turning without looking. Yeah, we only stopped twice. So when we left Columbus, Fuck. it was 5 a.m. Uh, we stopped at a gas station to top off and get some energy drink. So I had an energy drink for the first uh, haul of the drive. And that first Ghost? haul was uh, rain, actually. And that first haul was five hours. And I was able to do that, had energy drink in me. I was wired. I was like, I was doing this, ready to go. And that was also the West Virginia, the uh, curvy mountain road route. After that, the energy drink had wore off at that point. We stop, we get Starbucks, we fill up again. And I was like, I could probably make it to Jacksonville on this on this tank of gas. Like we're in West, we're like right outside of Virginia. We had just drove five hours. We had seven left, I think. And I was like, I can make it all the way. And I could have. But midway through this second haul, I was losing my mind. I was going crazy. I was That's where you're attempting to I, I was attempting to drive off the veer that bridge. shit to the left or right. I was Hungry. I hadn't eaten anything besides that Starbucks sandwich Jesus. when we made our first stop. So I only had the energy drink and the Starbucks sandwich. And I had gum in the car, but that wasn't enough. Gum. And some water bottles. Yum. But that's it. <laughs> I'm mm, <pulling> Mint. <laughs> <laughs> so it, the next haul was like five hours again. It was like either four or five hours. I was like, yo, we got to stop when there's like four hours left in the drive because I need to stretch. I need to eat. So I was going crazy. Like my knees were hurting. I had a headache. I was, was having a hard time focusing on the road. 
I was trying to keep up and shit. It was the second hall was was rough. So the stop we stop near Columbia, South Carolina. We get Chick Fil A. We fill up with more gas, mm. and we got to go four more hours. Four more hours. This is the last bit of it, and we get to Savannah. And Savannah, there's a thunderstorm, and there was traffic. There was like a thirty minute delay traffic jam. So at this point, John A's ahead of me. So she was the one directing and we take a a different route because, you know, sometimes Apple Maps will give you an alternate route that saves you some time. So we took that. So it was this tiny little road. If you've ever driven through Florida, sometimes there's these two lane highways right next to ground level water, swamps, whatever. And we were going through that during a monsoon. And the streets were flooded with, like, mud puddles. So, like, ahead of me, cars were driving through these big puddles and, you know, those big splashes that go off to the side. That's the type of road we were going Mm. on. And I'm in the moving truck doing this on a two-lane highway. So, that was not fun. And I hate driving in the rain. And it was getting dark. And there was a big, ominous bridge ahead. And I hate bridges. And it looked very scary from afar. But once I got on it, I was like, all right, this is all right. Because there was no traffic on it, really. Um, but that was tough. Afar. And, um, you know, I'm Jafar. Um, yeah, we got through Savannah. The rain let up. Then it was just the hall on 95. Once we got off the Savannah exit, it was like 200 miles to Jacksonville. Mm. And once we get here, Andy graciously comes over and helps us move after all of that. And he said if he had to do something like that, he'd probably kill himself. But I said it would be the, my worst day of my life. <laughs> worst day of his life. <laughs> if he life. had to drive that long and then unload a U-Haul, no thanks. Yeah. But it's better that, than going to sleep and knowing you have to do it tomorrow. Just get the fuck. Just make it the worst day. Just do everything so you only have one bad day. So the day before we drove down, I asked my Instagram story to send us gas money because... Um, gas prices were at like all time highs and shit. So still are. We did it as like a joke, saying like, "Yo, I was like sad," and she was like, "Yo, I'm doing this move on a moving truck when gas is increasing like rapidly. Can you, you ex- guys send us ex- some money?" He exploited his followers. I did, um, but they didn't have to send it. That's the thing, you know. Like I didn't force them to do it. I just asked for money and they sent it to me. But thank you guys. If you did send money. You actually sent enough to fill up the gas that I did spend. I only spent $176 in gas for the moving truck. How much was a moving truck expense total? It was $1,096 for five days of the truck rental. And the gas was $176 for 15 hours of driving. And we actually made like 200 plus bucks in Venmo and Cash App from my story. So you guys filled me up. Six dollars so, from me. But that was actually to pay you back for yeah. pizza. So thank you guys. Paid the credit card off today and I haven't transferred any of that money over yet. So I'm going to take all that out as cash. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Buy some Jameson. And um, then when we got here, I well, before we left, I DM'd Dailies, which is a local gas station slash convenience store here, much like Wawa. We've done a video with them. Yes. And I said, hey, I'm doing this move. Could you guys fill up my truck before I return it? And they said, sure, but can we do a giveaway as well? And I did that. You probably saw that on Instagram. So dailies filled me up before I returned the truck because you have to return it on a full tank. And that cost was $100. So Mm. 
Daily yeah. saved me $100 in gas expense for returning it. And we gave two people $50 Shell gift cards to the gas station. So thank everybody that sent us gas money to help us move down. You didn't have to do that. Didn't even think I was going to get $200, but we did. And Danny actually sent 50 What a Danny. nice. Yeah, Danny. Our Danny. Dan- Hi, Trader? Imhans. Oh. <laughs> he said, so far gone. <sighs> Word to Drake. Um, but, yes, it was amazing. Uh, John A. found furniture on Marketplace for, like, less than you'd normally buy it for. So we're fully furnished. We're fully unpacked. Andy's coming over Saturday for a pool day. The pool is always empty. Probably won't mm. be on the weekend, but they got cabanas out there if you don't want to sit in the burning hot sun. So it's real nice out there. We'll probably bring a speaker and have a good time. Um, it's much like cabana, but there's more black people here. Um, <laughs> so it'll probably be more lit out there. But yeah. it was, um, yeah, who knows? But oh, well. we've only been to the pool twice, so or three times. But all in all, it was a good trip. What? I would not do it again. All right. That's I mean, I like it was it was a good trip. Like there was you no, lived. we lived. You know, we got everything done. No harm, no foul. It was just uncomfortable, and I was scared behind the wheel of the car. So glad the truck's back. We're moved in, and we're back here in Jacksonville, creating podcasts for you, drinking alcohol again. I must be back. Yep, you are. Uh, since you've been gone, since you've been gone, call, fuck, you were fucking do, beat me. Do they don't call me Kelly Clarkson. Uh, I've realized why I got the dog. If I didn't have the dog, I've been searching very deep mm. to find out why I got this dog. Because I look at him. Because <laughs> <laughs> I look at him sometimes, and I'm like, "Why the? F-? When he's being annoying, I'm like, "Why? Why? Why?" Wow. But if I were home alone, I I hear some. This is an old. I live in a like a 1920s house, um, so it has some charm, some old charm. But it also creaks and makes a lot of noise, especially at night. So if I were living by myself, and no dog, and heard the noises I hear at night, I would be petrified without Eric living here. But since I have a dog, it's like, well, I can't die if I have a dog. You can't die with a dog. So. Don't know why that makes me feel better, but the dog is making living alone uh, a lot easier. Are you sleeping in bed with him too, or is he going to the crate now? Uh, no, he he sleeps. Uh, I'd say seventy percent in the bed, thirty percent in the crate. Because I'm gone for work all day, so I, I I feel terrible if I put him in the crate at night and then I kind of block him off in the kitchen during the day and then say like I wake up exercise them you know we hang out for two hours before i go to work i'd hate to say all right well you were in the crate all all day for work for bedtime now you gotta be confined again to the kitchen so i let him lay in bed he doesn't move the whole night it's kind of crazy uh so yeah he is a good sleeper like he will pass the fuck out in lounge like he is right now like he he knows how to sleep and he knows when it's bedtime for sure uh moving on we are dropping our sponsor that we mentioned two weeks ago on the podcast, and I feel great about it. We're dropping BetUS. It just seemed messy. It just seemed like a quick way to get money if you, like, convince your followers that this is what... Like, it, explain. Like, it's, it's, a, it's an online betting thing yeah, where you can bet, but... It's, it's like a normal betting app, except they run their shit through affiliates, so... Yeah. They have like a threshold 
that you have to meet until you can actually start getting paid from them. So it's like they want their quota first before they even reward you. And we got word from one of our listeners that they you have to spend $4,000 to even start getting your withdrawals from your earnings on this site. So, and also when we were creating our customized link in the landing page, like it all looks like generic Madden uh, designing. So like they don't have any like licensing for anything. So the landing page, if you guys looked at it two weeks ago when we dropped it, it's like a football player with a red helmet with no logo on it. And it's just, it's just a very, I'm, generic site that I'm, that's looking to you know quick grab yeah. from from people that with like followers and shit and so. i'm not gonna pitch anything to you guys that i wouldn't use myself we use manscaped ourselves we use prize picks ourselves we were gonna use another potential sponsor ourselves um <laughs> we, we mans- uh what else, what else we have um yeah that cover everything yeah well manscaped uh, patreon and yeah. prize picks uh, if we're not using it ourselves, we're not going to keep them on as a sponsor. That's just, I don't like Yeah, that. and uh, going on BetUS site, I was like, there's no way I'm using this. <laughs> exactly. No way in hell. I was just going to promote that shit, try to get as many affiliates as I could, but it was like, uh, uh, the site's not doing anything for me. I don't like them. You guys, no way in hell any of you guys are going to use them unless we tell you to. Now, are they paying us up front? Maybe we going to fake yeah. it till we yeah, make yeah. it. That up front shit is lovely. We would fake it till we made it, but yeah, we're dropping them. Um, even their emails back and forth seem a little weird. So yeah, very weird. <clears throat> so we're sorry for putting you through that brief interaction with them, but we'll do better. And, <laughs> sorry, Bubba Brooks and <laughs> Bubba Brooks. And actually, I looked at our data; three people had signed up. So oh fuck! I apologize to the other two that didn't reach out to us. You probably just said fuck this, but Bubba Brooks, we apologize as well. Um, but he who must not be named, we uh, we miss you. We hope you you resurrect from the dead because that was uh, that was gonna be looking nice. You know who you are if you're listening. Uh, yep, dropping Bet USA, Bet US, whatever the fuck. <laughs> what's not dropping? Tomato, whoever. What's not dropping is Deshaun Watson charges. <laughs> Kiss me. <laughs> How did you know that transition? You cheating? You? No, I'm not cheating. I'm not cheating. It just ah. felt right. It felt right. Because I knew that was a topic of discussion. I didn't know the order, but it just felt As right. You're, you got the order. All right. What's not dropping is the 24 cases against Deshaun Watson. Uh, damn, this is... I'm surprised he spoke to the media. I'm surprised his lawyer and the team allowed that to happen. But he had a, a lengthy press conference after their mandatory OTAs, mandatory minicamp. Uh, and he answered a lot more questions than I thought he was going to answer, and he said a lot more than I thought he was going to say. Uh, maybe that's the strategy that they're going with. Let's pretend that we have nothing to hide. Listening to him, I am not convinced that, like, I mean, 24 people, come on. Are they all in cahoots? 24. That's just crazy. Uh, and at what point, I know the Browns in the contract, he's only guaranteed a million this year, so... <laughs> When his inevitable inevitable suspension comes this year, the Browns won't be out too much money, and he won't be losing too much money, a million dollars. Um, but for the remainder of the contract, like, what if another 
I mean, there are cases. There's already a new case since the contract's been signed. If that case gets him suspended, if that case lands him in jail, like I assume there's writing in the contract. I tried watching a video on this pro football talk video because Mike Forio is a former lawyer. So I thought that would be helpful, but kind of all went over my head, but I'm assuming, I mean, it's the team can't be this dumb. The Browns. Well, now that I say the Browns, Mm. maybe, uh, if any new cases come up, I assume the contract can be null and voided. And how many more need to come out? Well, if, if like any more come out that, that is like a bombshell that said that makes them suspended, like, another year or two but i think there's something written in the contract that says if any of the stuff that's already been said any of the cases against you suspend you i mean maybe only if if it suspends you one year because one year is just a million dollars i think maybe the team's not prepared if they suspended two or three because that two and three is guaranteed too so i think they're fucked but maybe so that's for the cases that that were before the contract was created. Mm-hmm. If the twenty or nineteen cases from before the contract was created make him suspended for two years, then the Browns are they have to pay him a million plus whatever year two is, which is a lot because it's the biggest contract ever. If it's three years, it's a hell of a lot. But that's probably maybe it's unlikely because I don't know because because. Uh, but if any new cases suspend them for year two, three, or four, then I think there's got to be language in the contract that says we don't, the contract is, you know, wiped off the table. We don't owe you this money. So I know you're not no expert, but I am. does this, would how, in what situation would this trade be revoked? I don't, or is it, or is this, or is the trade final? I think the trade the is Browns final. are stuck with this. The trade is final. Texans get their picks. Yes. That's all. That can't be, that overturned. can't be changed. The trade is final, but the contract may still be um, tentative. But uh, the Texans have been brought into the discussion. They could be penalized in some way. Don't know how, if it's going to be monetary or if it's going to be draft picks, but it came out. Uh, I can't remember what outlet reported it, but the uh, there was something that came out about someone, the Texans were involved in his uh, massages over the years of him being a Houston Texan. I think it may be like 66 massages total mm. that they were like aware of and someone within the building provided Deshaun with an NDA. I think that's the story that's that like the Texans might get in trouble for. Um but like when you hear like all the things that he's doing in Houston like this is seems like a thing that he's into. Yeah, like, I'm leaning I'm leaning guilty. What <laughs> did he do at Clemson? Cuz college has to be the best at covering up things. We have Urban Meyer, we have Ohio State, uh, Penn State. Uh, sorry, Eric. No, no, go ahead. Roast them. Um, Sick fucks. So many cover-ups in college to get... Louisville. F- Who's that? 
It was men's basketball program. Oh. Rick Patino. Shit. Florida, Aaron Hernandez. You like hired strippers, though. Uh, college is the best at covering things up. It's so weird. Uh, so what did Deshaun do at Clemson? <laughs> Crazy. Dabo Sweeney knows something. Gotcha. He going to testify? He might have to. Just kidding. He's not going to. But I, I don't like situations like these where you have – you have half the people saying he's innocent because we don't have uh, complete evidence from the victims. And then you have the other people who are like, well, believe the women first because this is some sick shit we're hearing about. And yeah, the, I don't, the, in, the in the last story I heard yeah. where he said where she said that he ejaculated on her <laughs> and then paid her like cash app to keep quiet or something. Like 125 bucks? That was going to keep her quiet? I don't know, but... It's got to be a power thing, right? Like, what? It's got to be. I, I don't... Because, like, you, like, when you're in a room like that, you, you could probably say anything, and, like, I'm sure the woman felt, allegedly, she would naturally feel, like, disgusted and have no idea, like, what to say after that. Um, You're, like, instantly traumatized, and... I'm no expert, but like I'm sure in traumatizing situations, your first thought isn't to go run and tell somebody you're trying to process what just happened yourself. Yeah. Is it is this something that I should tell authorities like or is this a normal thing that happens? Especially nowadays, like if you go and tell somebody who can you even trust to help you in that situation, help you or even believe you in that situation. So this thing is. The truth will come out eventually. Maybe it won't because sometimes money always overpowers, mm-hmm. you know, the integrity. Truth. So we'll have to see. But, like, I'm obviously not in support of Deshaun. I'm not on Deshaun Watson's side with this shit. I can definitely believe that this man's ejaculating on women getting massages because men are gross. Mm. And I'm, I'm low-key a feminist. <laughs> so Deshaun Watson Desha- is guilty. Just kidding. So say he gets suspended for the year. Baker's like floating in limbo, still under contract. But they mutually they, do? they mutually agreed that he didn't have to show up to camp. So if he doesn't even show up to camp, he ain't gonna play at all with them this season. Right. That would be that would be way too awkward. So what do they do? Did they just take a flyer this year? It's, it's going to be so interesting because they're ready now. They need a quarterback now. Baker might be the only option on the market. He's already under contract. What do they do? Throw him a bone? Give him like a two-year deal? Because he wants a new contract. Do they give him just a two-year deal and then try to trade him after the season or release him after the season? Very, very awkward. Yeah. And the Browns, like, did you think about this? Did you think this through? I can't wait. Uh, what else is awkward is Tyreek Hill's comments about Tua Tagovailoa. If these are the comments I think you're talking about, then they were hilarious. He said Patrick Mahomes mm. has a stronger arm, but Tua is more accurate all day long. All right. All right, Tyreek. <laughs> that's 
That's Cap. Now, now, what prompted the, him to say this? Was what was he asked? Uh, I'm sure they. I'm sure he just asked, like, how does Tua compare to Mahomes? Oh my god. It was, I mean, I. He, I mean, you can't say that Mahomes is better. Is cocaine in Miami? Is that what's the thing? What is it in yeah, Miami? It's cocaine. cocaine? Yeah. I don't know if cocaine makes you say crazy no, things. It doesn't. It just makes you do crazy things. Oh, well, he might be super fast this year. <laughs> Can you imagine Tyreek on cocaine? No. Running. Who's catching him? The Bills? The Patriots? No. Poyer ain't catching him. No, he's, he's worried about his contract. He is. Oh, my God. I almost shit my pants. I might have to leak. Just now? Yep. You got to go to the bathroom. I might have to. No, I'll hold it. I'll hold it. Would you try to fart? Yeah. And you and I almost started, spilled out right here in the seats. <laughs> and I'm wearing white shorts with no underwear. So that would go right to the trash. I'm disgusted. <laughs> I did, I told Andy, I was like, this is going to be a terrible shit tomorrow. But I guess it's tonight. But I'm sorry. Um, but yeah, it's Tyreek Cappen. But he has to say that. I mean, well, he doesn't have to say that. He could have said something else. But you have to back up your current quarterback at all costs. But you don't got to do it at like at the expense of the greatest quarterback in the NFL right now. Oh? What? Josh Allen? Uh, speaking of the Dolphins and Tyreek Hill, they are our next team, I've decided, up on our record prediction. Still got that in the notebook? So if you're a yep, so if you're a fan of our record rec, record prediction segments, or if you're a Dolphins fan, buckle up. Let's do the Dolphins, and they start hosting the Patriots. You know they're always good versus the Patriots in Miami. That's a W for me. What about you? W for the Dolphins. I think they start off hot in that game. Week two at Ravens. Mm, give me Lamar. Oh. See, we have to agree here. I Dolphins, was last season the year the Dolphins had one of the top defenses early? I don't or was know. was it the year before I don't that? know. They were like. But I'm taking the Dolphins in this one. We've decided the Ravens ain't sh- aren't shit. I don't. You've think... decided that. But oh Jesus Christ! But since the Ravens are home, I'll give you that. So okay. Dolphins, you'll I'll... get next one. You'll get okay, next one. Okay, okay. Bills at Dolphins. What? No, nope. just don't don't pay attention to them. Don't pay attention. Sorry. Uh, Bills. For Bills. Sure. Yeah. So it's Bills. An L. Uh, Dolphins at Bengals. Bengals. Joe Burrow. This is a this, this is, is a, a primetime game. This is uh don't know what day it is, but it's eight fifteen. Because, because the Dolphins have Tyreek Hill now, are games are any games that they play are they good ones now? Yes. Quote unquote good ones is yeah, a good one. I think it's a good one. Mm. And they have the most accurate quarterback in the league. I'm taking Bengals. I will too. So that's three L's in a row. I just two it just doesn't do it for me. He does do it for me though, versus the Jets. The next, the week after, yes, play the I do not believe in Zach Wilson. So give me Tua versus the Jets. Uh, then the Vikings go to Miami. Oof. Mm. That's quite a trip for Minnesota. I'll I'll give him a dub. Mister Five Hundred Kirk Cousins, Justin Jefferson, Dalvin Cook. Yeah, you'll take. I'll give you that one. Thank you. Steelers at Dolphins. Dolphins. Yep, I agree. Dolphins at Lions. Uh oh. Mm, toss up. Just oh. kidding. It's the Dolphins. <laughs> Dolphins at Bears. Oh my. Okay, um, Dolphins. Yeah, Dolphins. They're winning that. 
Browns <laughs> at, shut up. Browns at Dolphins. No yeah. uh, Watson. No Watson, but that D is still nice. Pause. That's six W's in a row wow. for Miami. Wow. Texans at Dolphins. Seven. All right. They got to lose one of these. No. Can't. They'll lose two them. Two of, two of that nice? No, we got L's two is Two has got to lose one of these. He will. Okay. So do you want to go back? We can't go back. No, we can't now, what I'm just saying. 49ers. They're, they're, yeah, 49ers. That's an L. They're at 49ers. Yep. Chargers, Chargers L. at LA, L. Yep. At Bills, L. Bills sweeping. Packers, Packers at Dolphins, L. L. Okay. <laughs> Patriots. Patriots. They're at Patriots. Let's give them another L. L. They'll split. Okay. Jets. They Jets got, I think they're splitting. All right. Let's, let's tally it up. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, and what? What's that? Eight? Nine and eight, seven? Nine and uh, seventeen. Nine and eight. Eight, yes. Nine and eight. At the end of these, we're going to go and look to see what the over-under on their wins is in Vegas. We've not done that for the previous ones, but we will make sure we do that because that makes it a little bit more fun. Uh, the other team I wanted to do are, next? are the Bills. The Bills. This is I'm predicting 12, 13 wins here. All right, well, let's see if that amounts to the same. 2022 Josh Allen schedule. Jordan Poyer contract year. Boom, 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 boom. Do, 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 do. First game. Yes. Who are they starting with? At oh, the, Rams. the Rams. Who did we pick? Prime time. Did we do Rams? I think we did Rams. Um, who did we give? Let this me check. To? Let me go back in my notebook. Who did we give this game to? We didn't. We did not. Okay. Bills Rams, Los Angeles, SoFi Stadium. Wow. They added Allen Robinson. Lost Robert Woods. Added, I'm, I'm taking Rams here. I am too. Wow, nice. Wasn't expecting that. So, uh, oops. Starting 0 and 1. Sorry. Uh, and I no. bet the win streak starts next. Yeah. Titans at Bills. Yep, Bills. Bills. Bills at Dolphins. Bills. Bills. Bills at Ravens. Bills. Bills. I bills. agree. Steelers at Bills. 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 Mitch Trubisky not doing nothing for you. Bills at Chiefs. Mm. Bills. Bills. Uh, <laughs> Packers <laughs> at Bills. 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 Uh, bills at Jets. Bills. Jets. Oh, oh, just yeah. kidding. Yeah, bills. Vikings at Bills. 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 Wow. Browns at Bills. 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 <laughs> Bills at Lions. Bills. Bills. Bill, Bill, Bill. <laughs> Bills at Patriots. Mm, Bills. Bills. Put up 40 again. Oh, it's a prime. Yeah, I don't care. Uh, Jets at Shit. Bills. Bills. Need a paper? Yeah. Thank you. Uh, Dolphins at Bills. 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 Bills at Bears. Bills. Bills. Wow, easy schedule. Bills at Bengals. Primetime. Bills. Come on. Bills are their AFC fucking they favorites. Have to, they have to lose something. They do. But will they? Can we lose this one? No. I can't give it to Burrow and company. All right. Patriots at Bills. <laughs> Can they split? Right. Mm, no. Not okay. after that playoff game one, I saw. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, <laughs> fourteen, fifteen, sixteen. 13, 16. They are 16, 16 and one. And one. <laughs> Uh, what well, they, you, you you said they you only had them at like 12, 13 games. Yeah, I didn't know their schedule was so fucking easy. Dolphins. And you listed so many bummy-ass teams that they played in a row there. Vegas. 
They're they're definitely AFC favorites though. Bills are going to be AFC favorites this year. Tell me I'm wrong. Um, here we go. The Dolphins. Uh, do we have an over under? As of March thirty first. See that was pre draft. We have to. How do we find out? Um, Are you looking for the team? Rec- odds? Uh, no, I want to know Dolphins oh. over under on their wins. Um, betting odds futures. Uh, NFL wins totals. Uh, over under betting odds sportsbooks aligns. Okay, so this should get us there. Oh. Okay. I like this. This was our last update June fourteenth, so yesterday. Uh okay, so the Bills is the first one on the paper on the on paper. Jeez. Uh Bills one, first one on here. Over under is eleven and a half, so we have them at sixteen, so it's over. Yeah. The Dolphins. Um Rams. So it's not an alphabet. Not order. in any kind of order there. Dolphins, Dolphins. Jags is uh, six. Six. We both got that over. What the fuck? Did I pass it? Dolphins. Yeah, it's right there. there Under go. Vikings. Nine. Oh, fuck. Nine. We have them at nine. Push. Push. <laughs> so push over. Who else did we do? We've done Titans the, and Raiders. Okay, we did Raiders. We had Raiders at 11 and six. They're at eight and a half. Eight and a half. Pound that's, that over. That's kind of low. Pound that over. Uh, Cowboys, we had them at 12 and 5. I assume that will be the over for whatever they are listed here. 10. 10, yeah. So over. over. And then Jaguars. Oh, no, Titans. Titans. We had them at 7 and 10. They're probably going to be at 9. Yep. Yep. 9. So we have under. I think we should place some bets because I feel like we feel confident about these. We should place bets on all of them. Jags, what did I say? 6? Yeah, we both have over Darian, you're not listening, but give you some money to play some futures. Huge. What's next? Hockey. That's fun. Oh well, I think we're done. God, you, you fucking. I'm kidding. It's my lightning versus your avalanche, baby. <laughs> Woo! No, we can start with NBA. Okay, good. Because we're nearing the end of the NBA finals. What a snoozer of a season. Am I wrong there? Uh. Nope. The finals has been decent. The Celtics teased a comeback. Well, not a comeback, but they like they went on a surge in the third quarter last game, game five. And then the Warriors said, fuck this. This is our home. We're the Warriors still. We're going to put it on you. And they went on a major run in the fourth to go up 3-2 in the finals. They're searching for their fourth ring, I believe, with the squad. Me and Andy did a finals bet. We did a 3v3. Who would win in points? Snake draft. Snake draft. Who are the teams? You had Tatum, Clay, and Jalen Brown. I'd like that. I had Steph Poole and Al Horford, which looked great after game one. Al Horford was crazy. Steph Curry went stupid. Yeah, Curry had 34 game one. Al Horford had 26 and the dub. Celtics took game one. It looked like. I felt like a fool. It looked like Warriors were in the mud, but that's why these series are seven games, because no two games are created equal. 
And we know that because Al Horford since has scored two, 11, 8, and 9. But Drew is kicking my black ass. What's his total? With 323 points with his three players compared to my 273. Can you give me the Tatum stat line? What has he been scoring? Tatum, 12 game one. Yikes. It's Al Horford. Yeah. That was Al Horford Al Horford game. game. Yeah. Uh, 28 game two mm. in a loss. 26 mm, okay. game three. Take it. 23 and 27. Um, Jalen Brown That's has actually been. Steady. Jalen Brown has actually been averaging more. So that, what? That was a great pick three. Really? Yeah. That was my last pick. Yeah. Give, me, give me his stats. 24. Uh-huh. 27. Oh. 27. 21. Wow. And 18. Uh-huh. So. Jalen Brown is just steady as Tatum. So now give me Curry. Curry, 34, yep. 29, yep. 31, yep. 43. Jeez. And last game he was carried. He only had 16. Okay. Uh, but Wiggins, Wiggins, what a, what a yeah. game he had. And I did not Bro. even think he was going to be this impactful in this series. I thought Jordan Poole was going to be more impactful. So at this point, I think Curry is still MVP. Yeah. But imagine in the. He has a great game this game, this next game. And then in game seven, he, like, carries the team. Well, if he, he wins the next win. one, they win the finals. Right. But I'm, I'm – You're saying if they if lose and go to seven, game seven. Yeah. yeah. So he has to have, like, two strong back-to-back games. Could he win a finals MVP? He should. He should? Yeah, he should. Who else? Curry. Look at his stat line. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Curry should win it. No, I'm talking about uh, I'm talking about Wiggins. Oh, Wiggins! Say so he has two back-to-back really good games, and he pretty much seals the finals win in Game Seven. Could there be a chance where Curry still does not get a Finals MVP? Or with with how with with what he did in Game Five to take that three-two lead, if he did that again in Game Seven, if he did that again in Game Seven. Or uh, I don't. Six. I don't know who picks, but I don't know. Is it fucking alien dude? What was his name? I don't, I don't know who picks it, but that would I would be dead if if Curry just if that NBA Finals MVP eluded him again. Are you gonna get the tattoo if you lose this bet? Yeah, I'm gonna get a, a dad tattoo. <laughs> I'm gonna get uh well, I won't get dad. I'll get done and Drew. Because if I put capital D, lowercase a, capital <laughs> that D, sus. you're going to be like, what? Or It's okay. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about putting it on my thigh. Like on the outside of my thigh. Like the the logo, like the mini logo? Yeah. Where it says done and Drew? Or the I might get the... Uh, on air sign? Or the caricature on my back. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine the whole back. The microphones, the oh everything, the cup, the solo cups, everything <laughs> on, my, on my back. <laughs> Imagine if I did it. <laughs> no. Okay. Um, but yeah, uh, you're kicking my ass by 50 points in this. I thought game. I was dead after after game, game one. one. Yeah, my I need players uh, are eating. Who's my third player? Jalen Brown. Jalen Brown and, and, Clay. and Clay. You got Clay. Taylor Clay. Brown. Clay. What's give me Clay's stat line? Uh, 15, 11, mm, yeah. 25, 18, oh, okay. 21. All right. Not bad. Yeah. Steady. Yeah. Steady. I'm, what were you thinking I'm, with your picks? I've, Al Horford, I was just, you know, 
being, being funny. stupid. Yeah. And then it ended up being good. It was one of those where I was like, maybe I throw this out. And you looked like a genius. Yeah, I did. I did. And then you uh, got two. <laughs> two. <laughs> and when I picked pool, I was just going off just how he's been playing in the playoffs. He's 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 been the splash bro number three. He's been like putting up great fucking shots and being impactful, but the guys you pick, they're just they're they're scores and shit. So I'm oh, not I can't compete. The name of the game. I cannot compete with my three player lineup, so let me know where you guys want me to get the tattoo because I'm thinking thigh because I think that's the only place it's going to look good. Upper lip, that would be too much. Bottom lip, too much. But maybe the thigh because I like to show off my legs and maybe we'll, we'll work on design and shit. Walter, you, you, looking, you looking mighty strong and you looking like a Pokemon, bit. Um, tonight, game one, me and Andy finally have Opposing favorite teams playing. How about that? In a championship. Series. We like alluded to it a couple of weeks ago and it's happening. It's happening. Andy's Tampa Bay Lightning trying to go for the three peat. This hasn't happened in NHL since the 90s. We're Fact built, check we're me. We're built critic. different. We're built different in Tampa. City of Champions. Go there. You'll see it. Versus my Colorado Avalanche for this season. We got Connor McDavid, goal scoring god. Who? Connor McDavid, goal scoring. Who? Connor McDavid, scoring <laughs> fucking god. Shout out to all the Avs fans out here. We are looking to knock off the Tampa Bay Lightning. If we do that, we're gonna look like we're gonna look like a fucking dynasty. Even though it's our first championship since like the nineties, but. It's going to be a great series. I'm looking forward to game one tonight. It starts now, actually. At 8? At 8. Oh, fuck. I might be an NHL fan. Fuck this NBA 9 p.m. shit. Yeah. Game 6 NBA, 9 p.m. tomorrow. I'm knocked at 10. <laughs> Just kidding. I have to stay up. I don't want to. I got to see the Warriors win it all again. Yeah, if it's an elimination game, I'm going to watch. Ja, 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 ja. We, we were actually talking about, like, even just me doing that right now didn't feel right. Something about the job, we're not, not with it anymore. We're not feeling it. We're trying to think of something else to do for joking. Go what died. Jaja is dying. Is dying. What if we just say, I'm just, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. That's a sound. That's an audio. Yeah, good one. But, uh, just just yeah, kidding. Jokes. Just kidding. Just kidding. I don't know. Just, 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 just we kidding. Have to, we have to find something else. Something that just rolls off the tongue seamlessly. We'll find it, guys. Maybe you guys can help us. Eh, it's got to happen. That I don't know how the others happen, but they just happen. I don't think we're gonna have another one. I think we gotta. We have to evolve. Think we will. But how how dead has this period been in the NFL? From, uh, are you reading my notes? Because that's what I wrote. No, it's a deadly. It's a deadest NFL period, um, which is we we have good news. NFL top one hundred off the dome returns next week because the finals will be over. And uh, top 100. I We still don't know what we're doing. Is it going to be a week by... Okay, the battery just died. We're fine. Is it going to be a week by week thing? Where we do 10 every week like we usually do? Or are we, we going to schedule a one top 100 live stream 24 hours? Or until we're done? I think it'd be like 8 hours. You think it would last that long? 
Uh, eight yeah, eight like, hours, eight hours to list a hundred NFL players. Maybe I think, like four. I think, yeah, I think we could do quicker than that. We would. We're obviously going to be drunk doing it, so it's going to take us mm. a while to think yeah. of players. I don't know. I think we should try it. I think we should do. I think we should try the the marathon. And it's not going to be pretty. I'll tell you that. No. Won't be pretty. Won't be accurate. But it'll be funny. Top 100 off the dome live stream. We'll ponder on it. All right. Before we move on from the NFL totally on this episode, I have to bring up a pretty funny story. Uh, Tony Baselli, Jaguars first Hall of Fame inductee is getting inducted into the Hall of Fame this year. Uh, he'll be inducted in Canton uh, in August. First Jaguars Hall of Fame inductee. Left tackle, played for the Jaguars. He was their first draft pick and played for them for, I don't know exactly how many years, uh, but he eventually, he didn't play for long. Uh, he But when he played, he was the best tackle in football or one of the best. He had a streak of like maybe like seven years where he was like untouchable. So his critics say that the reason why it took so long for him to get in the hall, number one, he played for the Jaguars, not a big market, not a lot of fanfare, uh, so not a lot of push to get him in. Number two, he didn't play long enough. He was dominant, but not dominant for long enough. Uh, but he did get in finally, and a lot of overwhelmingly, um, his um, induct induction is warranted, and it's about time. But, uh, and the person that announced at the NFL Honors this past year, the person that announced him uh, as an inductee was Bruce Smith, who a lot of people, when talking about Baselli's, um, talking about Baselli's uh, warrant, uh, talking about his. Uh, Hall of Fame worthiness point to a game when he stonewalled pretty much the NFL's best pass rusher, the NFL's all-time sack leader, Bruce Smith versus Buffalo in a playoff game. Uh, it's just a game that a lot of fans and critics and NFL analysts point to when talking about how great Tony Baselli was. Look at this playoff game when they were playing the Bills and the all-time sack leader, Bruce Smith, and uh, Bruce Smith was not an impact. He was a non-factor because Baselli uh, is just that good. So that game is brought up a lot. While Baselli has a long history of being a dominant tackle, I mean, you're going to obviously point to the game where he stuffed the best pass rusher statistically of all time. Now, that's been a talking point for a long time. You know, Jags are trying to get Baselli into the Hall of Fame. A lot of people are trying to get Baselli in the Hall of Fame, so that game is mentioned a lot. And I already said that Bruce Smith was the person that announced Baselli um, as a Hall of Fame inductee at the NFL Honors. So Bruce Smith posts this two days ago on Instagram. Do you know about this? Yeah. Okay. Bruce Smith says this on Instagram, uh, and he only has one, two, three, five posts on Instagram. His first one ever was in April, so it looks like he's a fairly new Instagram. He says, a large part of the campaign to promote Tony Baselli into the Hall of Fame seems to hyper-focus on a sing single successful performance he had against me in a 96 playoff game. 
on the one hand, I'm quite fl- quite flattered to be considered the gold standard by which another player's game can be measured to determine his qualification into the Hall of Fame. See, immediately I know where this is going because I was. It was either I see Tony Pasali. It's either going to be like saying, "Oh, it's about time he's getting the Hall," or it's like now it seems like, "Oh shit, he's about to get really salty." But on a more serious level, I and other Hall of Famers believe it sets a horrible precedent to negatively zero in on a standing member of the Hall's play in order to validate the candidacy of a nominee. The Hall of Fame is the Hall of Fame is an exclusive fraternity that allows a taste it something code of conduct which fosters respect and brotherhood between its members. Given the opportunity, any Hall of Famer could use his credentials to boast about his dominance over another player member, but such behavior is deemed inappropriate because of the friction and discord it could create within the group. Maintaining harmony and goodwill in the Hall of Fame is paramount, and it is precisely why player campaigns have historically been presented respectfully and thoughtfully, allowing the candidate's stats and complete body of work to speak resoundingly for itself. Resorting to underhanded tactics like targeting a Hall of Famer and hyping a one-game matchup to bolster a nominee's merit, as some of Tony's supporters have done, undermines the integrity of the Hall's election process. It also invites otherwise unnecessary commentary and scrutiny around that candidate's worthiness of becoming a member of the Hall of Fame. Since Tony's advocates have slid headlong down the slippery slope and dragged me under unwillingly along, I have a few thoughts to share. Tony was a formidable opponent during his brief career. <laughs> brief. <laughs> right? That's, that sticks out immediately. Tony was a formidable opponent during his brief career, but I find it difficult. God, that's just so salty. During his brief career. Unreal. Like, but I find it difficult. You know he was at the Vegas party. Yeah, he was at the party. But I find it difficult to compare the totality of his body of work with those of the NFL's greatest left tackles. With the exception of the legendary Anthony Munoz, Jonathan Ogden, Willie Rofe, and Walter Jones, all protected the blind side of the quarterback for 12 seasons or more. In Jacksonville, Leon Searcy bore the arduous task of protecting Mark Brunel's blind side, while Tony benefited from protecting the extremely talented mobile left-handed quarterback. This is just... During my 19 years in in the NFL... Several outstanding left tackles, such as Bruce Armstrong, Richmond Webb, and Will Wilford, all had stellar games against me. Perhaps they, too, would be wise to build Hall of Fame campaigns highlighting that fact. Bruce Smith, Hall of Fame 2009, Mm. NFL 100 team, all-time sack leader. He put all those accolades in his foot. God damn. He was at the Vegas draft party, which was commemorating Tony Baselli's Hall of Fame induction. We were at. It had the USC band. had Tony Baselli. Right? He was there. Yeah. And apparently, Leon Searcy, Leon Searcy was there too. And he told a story on Ted. I kind of want to, I kind of want to call Mia. If she doesn't answer, it's fine. It's kind of putting on her spot. But she hosts a show with Leon Searcy, who uh, Bruce Smith calls out in this, um, in this post. But this is crazy. Like, how many Hall of Famers have called out another Hall of Famer saying, like, he's not worthy to be in the Hall of Fame? And he's not saying it literally, but, like, 
he's adding so much shade. This is po- this is not people. You're the all time sack leader. Why do you have to say this? He must in his circle or online or whatever he's like consuming or hearing. They must just be like dogging him on this Tony Baselli shit, and it's getting to him. But like, that's so salty to come out here and say. Like you have you're like one of the best players of all time, and you have to come out here and be salty about it because Tony Baselli stuffed you in a game, and you're getting salty about it. I mean, people, they're obviously going to point to this game because you're a fucking Hall of Famer. If anything, this should be, like he said in the beginning, he should be flattered. This should not be anything other than that. So it makes me feel like this is something happened between, he must have been, he must have been hearing something. Yeah, I think, I think he's been hearing things like as of late. Because how does this just come up out of nowhere? You're at the same party together. Just two months ago, NFL draft, you announced him at the NFL Honors Awards. <laughs> Feel like this is this is very weird for it to come up right now. So something that he's been hearing over the course of the last few months has triggered him. Yeah, something happened. Something happened where he's triggered enough to come out here and have a four page post on Instagram. Newly made Instagram. Did he make this just for this moment? I don't know. No, he's had other, he's had an Instagram since April. But this is not a this, this is not a good look. Come out here and and dog somebody. Like, yeah, he got roasted on Instagram. My comment was uh, one of the many Jaguars fan. It it was started small, but it ended up having thousands of comments. So many to where Bruce turned the comments off. Mm. And mine was one of the most liked. Uh, there were a lot of Jags fans that had like a lot of likes. I had like over 100 likes. I said, uh, Baselli's still living uh, rent-free, I see. <laughs> That's crazy. You must, Try- yeah, he, must, he must remember those moments very vividly of getting dogged by Tony. Has to be. This is some, some can't-get-over-this type shit where you just come out. It's just... This is very random just to come out here on a, on a fucking random Wednesday during the week to say this shit about Tony. <clears throat> but I don't know. And it's not, he's not going to get overturned. He's going to be in the Hall of Fame. So there's literally, there was zero point in saying any of this. He's already been inducted. He got his votes. They're, just because you post this, he's not going to fucking not be inducted anymore. He's worthy. Is this a salty ass post from a guy who got dogged by somebody? Very salty. Hi, Andy. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's not just me. It's the Dunninger universe. Oh, that's true. I forgot this is a group effort, and he still does live here, even though he doesn't live with you. I'm just kidding. I love you, Eric. What's Hello. going on, boys? How are you? Hi, friend. I'm fantastic. I'm out on my patio, which you two still need to come see and grill out and bring Walter. Yeah. Oh, that sounds amazing, actually. Yeah, and I have, like, a fenced-in yard that they're in the process of painting and staining, so, like, it's ready whenever yeah. you want. Okay. I know. Let's, yeah, let's throw a ho- housewarming party part two. Yes, there you go. Perfect. I love the sound of that. Hey, how, how has your transition, because I'm sure our, our listeners love you, how has your yeah. transition been from TV to radio? What's that like? 
That's a great question. Thank um, you. Exhibit Exhibit A. Um, I'm about. I actually have been. Uh, I've logged on for the first time in two years onto the TikTok world. Um, uh, I'm getting in the TikTok game, and I actually was thinking of making that my first personal TikTok. As one of my friends who's a sports anchor in uh, San Francisco made his first TikTok, like a his journey in sports casting type deal, and so. Uh, it's funny you mentioned that, so maybe I should just tease to my TikTok and just use your platform to gain, gain more followers that way. At Neo Ryan TV, uh, at ten ten at ten ten XL. Uh, no, no, I'm just kidding. But actually, I'm not kidding on that front. Point is, uh, it's been a good transition. It's uh, my goals, my daily schedule, how I approach the job. That part's really different. Um, it's no longer about finding one minute 30 second stories it's no longer about how do i fill a three minute sports cast um i'm doing a lot of different things um and a lot of it has a different audience for each thing um sounds obvious but uh but yeah so it's it's actually a lot you know like i had a couple unnamed jaguars reporters say to me they were like so what do you do when you're not on radio and i like listed off everything that i do and they're like oh you actually like do work. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, like, I don't just sit on radio for three hours a day and call it a day. If anything, that's usually the easier part of my day. Although for a while there, I definitely felt like I was slacking. I still kind of do because if I'm not holding my, uh, holding up my end of the bargain and getting more guests since those boys that I work with, man, they, they're grinders. They, they get every famous man under the sun on our show, XL primetime, 12 to three. Monday to Friday, 1010XL, 92.5 FM. There's another plug. Um, but yeah, no, and like, then there's the whole part of it too of like, and Andy, you can appreciate this, I think. Like, in news, you're doing stories to inform, to entertain, to get something out there. So much of what I do is still to do that, but then even more of it is, well, we have a sales sponsor or we have a sales opportunity here. How can we combine these things? How can we do a giveaway? How can we incorporate this sponsorship? And do we do it on Instagram? Do we do it on TikTok? Like, what are the ways for us to do that? So um, getting my brain into that frame of reference has been been different, to say the least. Uh, I think our sales director is going to have to make a voodoo doll of me because yeah. I'm, like, driving him up a freaking wall with, like, you know, I'm like, well, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do that. Like, I'm doing this. And, like, no, Mia. Like, I, I told them all day one. I was like, Please yell at me. Like, I don't know everything. I'm going to tell you I do, but I really don't. You're diving more into the social media influencer life now, being part of the yes, radio. Yes, I is, am. Which is funny because you're going from TV, now you're on radio, but you're doing more visual aspects to... Isn't that funny? Isn't that funny how, like, that's the world we live in? It's kind of because um, it's kind of because you have more time. Like every time you're editing something, you're editing something. When you're in the news, you're editing something for TV. Mm. Like you don't. They just work you like a dog. You don't have time to do snippets for social media. No, like the TikTok I just dropped a, a full length. Like we, I did a one-on-one with James Robinson, which people are apparently pissed about because he wasn't supposed to do one-on-ones, and then they were like, "James, you want to do one with Mia?" And he was like, "Yes." And then uh, I only we got need- like two and a half minutes. We need you on. We need. We just need a. We need to cut the chase. It's done, Drew and Mia. We need you. We need it. No, you want me to join up? Join forces? I can. Well, <laughs> so wait. Let's go. Let's go before we before we get to that. Let's uh. Let's go back to Eric's point. I forget if I made this point on the pod when I was on it a few weeks ago or a few months ago now. Um, my best friend from Iowa, Eric West, 
shout out real Rick Love. Um, he's a mechanic at Cedar Rapids Toyota. Cedar Rapids Toyota forever. <laughs> Although Arlington Toyota now sponsors Mia O'Brien, so we love them too. Oh, um, I won't. And say when I, I first called it. Eric in February to tell him, like, I'm leaving TV. Like, this is what I'm doing. And I explained everything to him and I explained the pay structure and like the fact that I can freelance, the fact that I can get sponsorships and endorsements through 1010. And as I went through everything, I say it all and I go, what do you think? And he goes, so in an age of player empowerment at the collegiate level, and after being exploited by local television stations for your likeness for the past seven years, you're basically doing the adult NIL. And it was the best analogy I've heard. And when people ask me what I'm doing, that's exactly what I tell them. I like it. The adult. So that's what I'm doing. So to Eric's point about being an influencer and all yeah. that. Yeah, man. It, it's crazy. Um, were you guys, were you, was your time slot the one that got the, uh, the Houston radio host who yeah. had the, yeah. Can you, can you talk about Wait, that? Okay. So you guys had the Houston radio host who had Deshaun Watt. What's his name? Seth Payne, former Jacksonville Payne, Jaguar. Right. Drafted, I want to say, a 98 or 99. I, I didn't even know that, so it's all good. Had you had, uh, And he, on his radio show in Houston, had on Deshaun Watson's lawyer. And when Deshaun Watson's lawyer was on his radio show, he uh, what, what soundbite did he have? That was where he basically said that happy endings are not illegal. Yeah. <laughs> uh, talk about the interview, and uh, if you could, and and what you thought about it. Yeah, uh, well, the Rusty Harden interview with Seth, or when we talked to Seth, I I loved Seth. Seth came on our show, and um, I know there were some other women that I work with that like weren't too happy with his like assessment of the situation, like. I disagree with them. Like, I thought he was great. He came on and, like, they held Rusty Harden accountable both in the interview and when he debriefed the interview with us. Like, you know, he mentioned, like, he has daughters or he has nieces and, like, this is not the way that, you know, should be, you know, the the, the power struggle. Like, that's not how we should be raising young men. And if the Sean Watson gets off the hook, like, that's essentially what we're doing. Um, I thought he, he was, like, hit the nail on the head. Apparently that rubbed rub some people the wrong way in our building. I kind of looked at my co-host. I was like, I thought he was amazing. Anyways, um, he was great with us in being super transparent about what occurred. And more so is just the fact that Deshaun Watson's attorney went on local sports radio and just like shot from the hip. And so more or less what Seth says, like what from what Seth, and mind you, like Rusty Harden is like 80 years old. And so from what Seth said, like Rusty Harden is like one of those famous lawyers and then Tony Busby who's um, representing the 26 women who have yes. now um, filed uh, civil lawsuits against Sean Watson um, he's also like famous so this is basically turning into like OJ Simpson where like there's famous lawyers on either side of the aisle and they just want to bang their chest mm-hmm. um, and it's unfortunate because number one again I don't know when and if we're ever going to truly know what happened with Deshaun and now these reportedly 66 women. Um, but what I can tell you from assessing the situation and talking to Seth, who has a relationship with the Texans and with Deshaun having played for Houston, um, they're on the same page as me, which is they think that this is just like a weird mental illness, fetish, mental block yeah. that Deshaun Watson has. And like, he doesn't 
think it's wrong because his brain has just been normalized to think that it's okay. Um, and, that, and it's not, it's one of those things where it's awful the way he was treating women, but like the fact that he never had like anyone like medically intervene and like say like, this isn't okay. And the fact that the Houston Texans were, according to the New York Times, reportedly getting him hotel rooms to have these massages, like if that really is true, then they were only, even if it was inadvertent, they were normalizing and allowing it. And mm-hmm. if this security director who, no offense, he's going to be the fall guy. And according to Seth, he's a former Secret Service agent, that director of security who left the um, the FDAs in, um, in Deshaun's locker. Like, okay. that guy's going to be the fall guy for the Texans. He's done. Mm-hmm. But the fact that he went there like, and he gave those to Deshaun again it's normalizing it's pushing aside what truly I think is a medical situation with his brain like he's still with his girlfriend everything is normal like he, he doesn't see anything wrong and now you got his lawyer who just wants to bang his chest and you know cash in on the 400 some odd million dollars that Deshaun is worth at this point and <laughs> and get a cut of it and it's just it's, it's a really unfortunate situation because I, I don't think Deshaun Watson is an inherently evil person. Like, I just think he truly, like, has a mental block. Like, I don't know how, like, TMI we can get here. I mean, it's true, done and true. Like, I'm allowed to be TMI, I suppose. But, like... You've done this yourself. Certain, <laughs> I, what's that? You've done this yourself is what you're going to say. Uh, it's true, true. Um, like, <laughs> there's some... There are, like, some fetishes and like, I'm sure some of your listeners know that. Like, oh yeah, we've got hella fetishes, <laughs> hella fetishes. Like, in our right, like, like without saying names, like this Andy. was told to me at a bachelorette party about a former boyfriend of one of the girls there. Um, have you heard about some men that like like a diaper? If you know what I mean. Oh, okay. Right. That is, if you like look into the science of why some men use a diaper or massage um, history. Right. Uh, part of why they do that is because either they had some sort of mommy issues or because like something that their mother did for them when they were a child. Like that, there's a lot of science behind it. It's not just a weird, it, it is a weird fetish, but there's but, definitely places that we draw the line like, uh, pedophilia. That's a fetish, yes. but there's oh, a, that's, that's yes. like crossing the line, but right. is but, cor- coursing like women into, you know, things that they might not want to do when you're getting a massage. Is that drawing a line to where he's, his public image is like he can't come back from? No, I don't think he can come back from it either yeah. way because I think it, it got to a point. I mean, if this was like four or five women, like, like I'm not saying it's still yeah. wrong. Ben like, Roethlisberger, wrong. Never, no matter, he won two Super Bowls, but like he, the jokes that are made about him, like they're not as often – I mean, twenty four women. Deshaun Watson, no, like six now, twenty six total reportedly. <laughs> and he and he basically said when he met with the Cleveland media yesterday, he basically was like, I don't know, that number may be a little high, but yeah. <laughs> yes, I heard that. He's like, I don't know if it's, like, it's, it's that think? much. Um, no. So the point is, is like, is it wrong? Should it probably? I mean, if all the things the New York Times and Jenny Brentis and her incredible reporting reported is true, like. Yeah, it probably should be tried as a criminal charge. Do I think he did it? Like, again, I don't know Deshaun Watson, but, like, from everything that's been reported and people in his camp and people not in his camp have said, like, 
I just think this is a weird mental block thing. And it's unfortunate that it got, it escalated to a point with these women where he was, you know, essentially assaulting them, regardless of if he wants to use that word or not, or forcing himself upon them. But at the root of it, the fact that he's bopping around between 66 different massage therapists when he is an NFL quarterback playing for a team, employed by a team with massage therapists, like, that's where you say, like, that's a little quirky. Like, there's, there's something wrong. And, like, why wouldn't someone say, like, Deshaun, like, why don't, why don't you want to use one of our massage therapists? Uh, like, yeah. why wouldn't someone say, like, that's a little weird that I, he's he, literally getting a different therapist every single time? I did this at Clemson. It was okay when I did that's, this at Clemson. Well, so the, so the second two, so the 25th and 26th defendants reportedly are out of the Atlanta area, or at least one of them is, um, which, of course, is where Deshaun is from. And so it's kind of surprising that there hasn't been a lot of rumblings out of Clemson, but I'm sure Dabo did a good job of covering a lot of that. So. <laughs> yeah, we were talking about earlier. No, that college is Dabo. Have... <laughs> he gave us Trevor. We're not, you know, whatever. Yeah. He gave us Travis. Like, it's fine. Trevor would never. Trevor, no, Trevor and, it, and it, Trevor, again, like I tell people all the time, you see that tree over there in my backyard? You see that tree over there? If Trevor Lawrence was told, can you go talk to that tree? He would go talk oh. to that tree. And he would treat that tree like a real person. And if Trevor was like, into that, if Trevor was into that, I would make it my life goal to be the best massage <laughs> masseuse ever. <laughs> Just so I would, in some, yeah. Are we live right now or is this taping? We're taping. We're taping. Oh, okay, cool. I was curious. <laughs> as I was realizing as I'm like, this yesterday, this today, I'm like, I wonder if this is live stream or if it's just straight taping. Um, and the reason why I called you, um, but we love tangents here. Um, yeah. The Tony Baselli and the Bruce Smith, I know you've uh, beaten it to death on a radio show, but, you know, we got listeners that are interested from all around the country. So want your take because you – host co-host with leon cersei whom bruce smith noted in his we so before he came on i read his whole bruce smith's whole rant um he noted leon cersei being the right tackle for the extremely talented left-handed quarterback mark brunel uh so what was what was leon cersei's reaction to bruce smith's report and uh, what's your take on how Tony Pacelli should feel or uh, the fallout, if any, of this in the Hall of Fame fraternity? Well, I will say this, and I don't think I'm speaking out of turn because apparently it was kind of public knowledge at the draft party that you guys were at, um, which Bruce was at, um, a, a Jaguars fan draft party that Bruce was at. I want to make sure we get that out there. <laughs> Apparently, he was running his mouth there, like, bitching about it. And Leon and some of the other former players were like, okay, he's just, you know, he's just drinking, like, whatever, yeah. like, whatever it is, what it is. And then they started hearing from other people that, no, no, he's been on this soapbox for weeks now. <laughs> and so then Leon was like, well, that's weird, but, like, whatever. And, like, Leon, I just, like, I texted Leon the moment it happened, and I'm like, how did you get dragged into this? Like, you're just sitting here eating your wing stop, hosting a show with us. Like, 
minding your own business, and Bruce comes in here and decides to drag Leon into the tea um, and his beef with Tony, which uh, also was told off the record that, uh, like, people within Tony's family were, like, very upset, but Tony, like, could give two Fs. Like, apparently, (laughs) I I, I don't know if I'm breaking news here, but the word on the street is he reached out to Bruce to, like, try to, you know, Oh, say, wow. like, hey, we're good. Yeah, we're good. Like, it's all good, man. Um, so that's what I was told yesterday by someone in the building. Um, so, I mean, he, so, like, Rick Ballou, who I guess I can definitely say, Rick Ballou just tweeted out, apparently. I was eating dinner, and I got, like, three calls from work. And I'm like, I don't work in TV anymore. Why are all these people from work calling me? Um, apparently, uh, Rick Ballou, who's a co-host or a host on 1010XL, sideline reporter for the Jags, Apparently, someone posted the picture of Tony like annihilating Bruce back in in the nineties yeah, yeah. in that playoff game, and <laughs> Rick goes, "Everyone needs to put this on a T-shirt and wear it to Canton." <laughs> and apparently, Agreed. Tony saw it within an hour. And mind you, Tony's flying to London tonight on official business for the Jags. Yikes. And I don't know who alerted him, but someone did. And so he immediately like tweeted at Rick and was like, please don't do this. I want to support my fellow brother in oh, the Hall nice. of Fame. What a class I also act. want to support Duval, Duval. Like, yeah, he, he tweeted it out. And Rick deleted the tweet. But yeah, no, it got sent to me eventually. And I, I don't know. Like, Bruceness, like, if you really kept all those emotions, like, that that deep down there and you're holding this grudge, like, first of all, I'll tell you this. I'll tell you this. <laughs> had a wonderful conversation with another Hall of Famer that, for those of us going to Canton, we're going to get to spend a lot of time with in August, that being one, Jackson Millonated son, the pride of Riverside High School, Leroy Butler. Uh, Leroy and I had a great call a week and a half ago now for a couple different projects we're working on. And Leroy, first of all, is an incredible human being. Number two, we were talking about what happens when an NFL player, A, retires, and B, is medically forced to retire, like Tony Baselli was, and like so many others have been. And Leroy said, Mia, I don't care how you come to retirement. It is in my opinion that, first of all, every American should see a therapist, but especially the first week an NFL player retires, they need to be in therapy, and that the league should probably be paying for it. Um, so I think Bruce Smith really needs a therapist, is the moral of the story. He needs, he, just, he needs someone to talk to. Instagram is not where you talk about it. Twitter is not where you talk about it. I have a lot of friends that are that way. I'm like, please stop. Like, like stop. Like, like, there are people you can go to talk about these deep-rooted issues. Like, or you can talk to a friend. Yeah, yeah, you don't put on Instagram or Twitter. Like, yeah, what are we doing? Because so. coming out and saying all of this, it, it had no effect on anything that's going to happen next with the Hall of Fame. It was just... Deep-rooted no, personal anything, issues. Right. If anything, now more people are going to have something to pile on. And guess guess who's not coming to his defense? Bills fans. I don't see any of them on Twitter. <laughs> I don't see any of them on Instagram defending Bruce. So what are we doing? It was, the weirdest comments were like the middle-aged Bills fans saying, this is why you're a Hall of Famer, Bruce. <laughs> like the weirdest oh the weirdest God. comments. But there were like a handful. And then once Jaguars fans saw it, you know, it climbed to the thousands of comments. And he eventually turned his comments off. Yeah. And then you were the one who spotted that. I gave you that retweet, bro. You know oh, what I yeah. I, 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 I saw that. I was like, oh, damn. Look at this tweet. Not that you need out. it. You have enough. You have a following as well. I'm not as cool as you guys, anyways. So it's fine. I, my following had to had to come back up from the ashes after my 
Twitter was banned from impersonating oh, Adam why? Schefter. So we're work, we're working on it. We're working on the build, building back better. The clown my, game surge. Yeah. Building back better. I yeah, love it. That's clown my. Game surge. That's all right. I got a text last night of a screenshot from like a decade ago of you and your friends bugging out about Tim Tebow when he first got released. Oh God. Me? Yeah. From the archives, from when Tim Tebow was released by the Broncos or traded by the Broncos. You know, apparently that's, the group lit. That, that was my first ever Adarn Schefter tweet. That was that's really? what, and I will say that's what spawned the fake Twitter accounts. Um, when I created that account in the Tim Tebow drama, is he going to the New York or is he going to Jacksonville? And I said that he's going to Jacksonville, and that was like the first ever, my first ever Adarn Schefter tweet. Um, wish I wish I screenshotted somewhere, hung it up on my wall. Well, uh, reach out to our good friend Joshua Nub. He, he oh, yeah, he's got right everything. <laughs> he does have everything. Uh, Mia, you, uh, took a break from eating dinner. You took a break from editing a TikTok to talk to us. Uh, you're Miss Reliable. Um, we love you. Our listeners love you and, uh, hope you enjoy your new pad. I hope me and Eric have a chance to visit soon. Yes. I'm here next. I'm here this weekend. I'm here next weekend. Come on over whenever, and we can even walk down to one of the beautiful restaurants on the Intracoastal that I live near, and we can have Walter outside in the backyard. I know he will love it, and I can't wait to see you. Oh, I have a Can Jam, too. Have you ever played Can Jam? Can Jam. Not sure what that is. Do people really not know what Can Jam is in the South? Make that a poll or question or something for your show. Like, I was stunned the number of people that when I had this Can Jam set, that they didn't know Set. what it was. <laughs> what is this, rock band or something? No, Andy, you love Frisbee, don't you? Frisbee? I don't, know if I, frisbee. I don't know if I love Frisbee. frisbee. Uh, I feel like you look like, a, you look like an ultimate Frisbee fan. Ultimate I, can, I, can throw a, I can throw a Frisbee. Yeah, so that's what this is. Google Can Jam, K-A-N-J-A-M. It's a game where you throw the Frisbee, where you have to try to knock it into a little trash can thing. That's called Frisbee Golf. Frisbee Golf. No. Can Jam. Can Jam. Okay. You literally just throw a Frisbee yeah. in a trash can? I can't wait for the listener comments oh, to God. know who knows what it is and who doesn't. It'll probably be all the like Ithaca listeners. Iowa. I feel like it's a staple of college towns across America, but evidently it isn't. It so. isn't, yeah. We throw, we throw, I don't know, we throw, I guess, volleyball. Cornhole. Cornhole. We cornhole, too. Oh, we'll you play, don't, you don't play cornhole. For, I, do have enough room, I do have enough room for a volleyball set. We figured it out. So if anyone wants to gift me a volleyball set for my backyard, I'm here for it. We can fit it. I'll let some play. Just let me know. You don't call it bags? I don't call it bags. Thank I know you. that's going to upset all the <laughs> Iowans out there. They hate, they hate that it's cornhole. Oh, my God. First time I went to a bar and I like was trying to impress some boy. I uh, I was like, hey, you want to play cornhole? I'm pretty good. And he like looked at me like I had ten heads. And you I was mean like, bags? Call it, call so you mean bags? bags? <laughs> I was like, oh, like okay, sure, man. Can't that, offend the corn people. That's probably how you people lose a date in the Midwest. <laughs> calling it cornhole. <laughs> yep, not for True. me. <laughs> never, never ended up going on a date with him. So there uh, it is. Oh, Mia, I hope you enjoy the rest of your night. We'll talk hopefully soon. Yes, thank you for everything you do for us. 
Uh, right back at you, friends. I, I will. I will definitely be seeing you soon. Maybe we brew hound as well. Oh, that sounds mm. amazing, actually. All right, talk All to right. you soon. Good night. Make it happen, bros. Later. Peace. Yeah. Um, Mia O'Brien, everyone. Mia O'Brien, your favorite guest. What? What, you, what, what was that? Because uh, I remember the notes you sent me before coming over here, and I didn't know what you meant with the NASCAR note. You didn't see the gay NASCAR? I didn't. What? Which shocks me because I follow them on everything. Thought you'd be all over this. Uh, yeah, NASCAR is getting canceled by their following for... Their Confederate following? Their Confederate, yes. Mainly their Confederate following. They tweeted this. Yaskar. Yaskar. <laughs> <laughs> Pride Month merchandise is like, here. Fuck. Yes, car. <laughs> like, this is why I don't identify as LGBT. I'm dead. Fucking yes, yes car. car. <laughs> Fuck off. Oh, my God. And then they did hashtag Pride Month. Did you see? Okay. Did you see the, the Chipotle Pride one? Yeah. They did something, too. Uh, that was from a few years ago, though. Oh, was it? It was an old tweet? Uh, homo. Oh, homo with that. Homo with that. <laughs> I don't think it was with the lisp. Oh, sorry. Go off. Go uh, off, King. The, the one of the replies says "see ya" with the emoji of the salute. <laughs> uh, let's see. There's yes, some good car. things in here. When can I get a NASCAR straight pride shirt? That's a good one. Um, bro, this was this was today. No tweet this. for Flag Day, though. That's a good point. Um, Someone said, "Not NASCAR." <laughs> <laughs> No longer a fan of NASCAR after I saw this. Um, I'm fucking dead, bro. Yes. <laughs> Paint the Talladega finish line into pride colors to show you really care. <laughs> <laughs> they would lose their mind. Oh, shit. <sighs> I'm dead. There's a, a, someone replied with a meme of Mr. Krabs. The reporter saying, what inspired you to change your corporation's logo into a rainbow flag? Mr. Krabs says, <laughs> money. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking dead. Uh, okay. That's funny. Thank you. Yeah, that was good. <laughs> yes, God. Yeah. Again, with the lisp. But that's what yes is. <laughs> you can't say yes any other way. Yes. Yes. It's a yes, car. Sorry. Uh, don't forget patreon.com slash Dun and Drew. Got some good content. Got some good stuff in Discord. Uh, Karius, do you have anything else? Uh, that's it. Glad to be back. Um, that's our show, guys. Thank you for listening. Sorry, JC. We will hit the three-hour mark sometime in the near future. Football season. Football season. Slow right now, though, but hang in there. We're coming, literally and figuratively. Share this episode with your parents, friends, and enemies. Watch us on patreon.com slash down and drew. Listen to us on all streaming platforms. And until next time, this has been Dun and Drew, baby. Good timing. Go Warriors. Go Avs. Let's go Lightning. Peace. Three Pete, baby.